Last week we talked about, you know, faith looks forward. Today I want to talk about how faith moves life forward. So um, just a couple of scriptures uh, that are forward in their idea. Forward in what they are presenting to us. Praise the Lord. We got to get to our forward. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Amen. Joshua, God speaks to him as he takes over the leadership. And he says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. How many know that's a passage in the New Testament too? I will not leave you nor forsake you. I want to be strong and very courageous. You may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. The word for that day. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left hand that you may prosper wherever you go. Securing one's future. Notice wherever you go. How many know that's forward? All right. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us or besets us or trips us or slows us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set, where? Before us. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith, who for the joy that was, what? Set before him. Oh, there's so much exciting about tomorrow. Yes. He endured the cross, despised the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. These are all forward-looking verses. Thank you, Lord, for your word. It's not new information. We're all acutely aware of that 2020 has ushered us into very uncharted waters. We're familiar with lockdowns and social anarchy and even violence. The country is convulsed by riots and looted and violence now, and many of the leadership turns a blind eye or finds a contextualized reason why it could go unchecked. There are those that who have experienced economic hardship. Families have suffered loss of loved ones, They've dealt with the very COVID sickness, fear, financial loss, and I think paramount is confusion. I think we'll all agree that social distancing has taken its toll. 
But it's a new day. It's a new year. And by that, I'm not just talking about a calendar year. With it comes new challenges, but also new opportunities. It was Job. The scripture records in 42 and 12 that the Lord blessed Job in the second half of his life even more than the beginning. What if this is the second half of your life? Yes, we live in a world full of injustice. Evil people prosper. Good people suffer. A world that throws at us unexpected things. So often our inability to control those situations, it adds to our despair and sometimes hopelessness. And as Christians, we aren't immune to the feelings of despair and hopelessness. But there's one thing that faith in Jesus Christ does, in that it lessens the pain of pessimism and despair. It gives us a reason for living. This morning is, I share the word I'm hoping that the idea is to frame our minds so that we become excited about living. That we do it, you know, with confidence in a forward motion. You see, there is such a thing as the law of Christian living. And the law of Christian living is forward for faith is the substance of things hopeful the things that have not yet been seen yes see this faith is more than a professing a belief it is a principle of power we talked about last Sunday the investment and the magnitude of the power of faith and how that by this power we can accomplish all that we must do here on earth. Yes, faith is the power for life. Faith in God. Faith that comes, you know what I mean? From the word of God. Hallelujah. That faith that has a forward look, a forward hope, a forward expectation, and that same faith allows God to direct our lives. is very personal in that it requires our devotion and our action. And it centers on Jesus Christ. 
looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. There is a place to look. Amen. Hallelujah. This faith that you and I have been given helps us put behind our weaknesses. It helps us to let go of our past and go forward. It gives us a new energy and an increased resolution. This is the faith. The life I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. He sealed it. He secured it. This faith which you have, what's been given to you, has tremendous potential. This faith leaves an open window for miracles. Think about that. An open window for miracles. The message that was preached, you know, probably 30 years ago, but one of the great preachers, it was entitled, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Oh, hallelujah. That tremendous power that's waiting and is available for us just to plug into. Because you see, in Matthew 13, it says he couldn't do many mighty things because of there was a lack of faith. Oh, do you need to work on your faith this morning? Huh? Yeah. I work on mine every day. I do. You see, you, you've got to build your faith. You've got to build it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's like this muscle. You know, the more you use it, the stronger it gets. Faith can produce such an amazing power. Oh, yes. Faith can reshape your life. Only believe. All things are possible. Only believe. I think this kind of faith is a faith that moves us to get down on our knees. And then I think it's the kind of faith that rises with divine confidence to get on our feet and to go to work to help bring the desired results to pass. Your future, my future, our future is not independent of us. Helen Keller said this, the dynamics of faith, it's, it's the strength by which a shattered world shall emerge into light. Light. 
faith. In fact, is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Says you need to hold on to it. Hold on to your faith. Hold tightly. Keep your confession of hope. Don't waver. Because we have someone who is faithful to his promises. He's reliable and he's trustworthy. We came from a Saturday prayer meeting that was just rich with the presence and the word of God. And, and I, I, I got through with that and I'm just riding, you know, and just feeling. And then in the afternoon, I felt an attack. On what? On that faith. Little doubt. You know? I. Not a novice, you know what I mean? I know what to do, but I didn't do it right away. Oh, hallelujah. You see, we can get emotionally stuck. The children of Israel were emotionally stuck. Here they are. Just experience a great and mighty miracle coming out with great provision, being set free, and then they encountered their first obstacle. And then we discover that one of the challenges that Moses had was that they didn't really want to leave. Yeah. It says in Exodus 14 and 12, is not this the word that we told you in Egypt? Saying, let us alone. Let us just serve Egypt. And they go on and talk about some of the reasons. Hmm. The one thing that happened is they misinterpreted their crisis. They misinterpreted it as though somehow it was a doomsday, when in reality it was a victory day. You brought us out here to die, and yet God had brought them forth to live. But I will tell you this, it is better to die on the journey forward than to die on the 
past or in the past. It is better to die of the journey forward than live in the past. There are four fears that get us emotionally stuck going forward, and that is, one is avoiding pain, or avoiding pain is our primary focus. Well, guess what? In the world you will have tribulation, but I have overcome the world. Be not weary in well-doing because there is a reward forward. We want to minimize the risk. Afraid of uncertainty. And then a sense of insecurity. These four elements, you know what I mean, of being emotionally stuck, caused the Israelites to have a 40-year journey. You can't settle for an easy life as status quo. You gotta say no to fear, no to complacency, and even sometimes comfort. Move forward in Jesus' name. Don't allow fear, don't allow it to dictate your future. Because when you do, you begin to relive the past again and again. You've heard the phrase, when the devil brings up your past, remind him of his future. In Exodus chapter 14, God is trying to encourage them because there's a great deal of reluctance. They weren't inspired, let's put it that way. They weren't excited. They weren't energized. And I think that Paraphrasing, the verse, the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. I think he's saying, why don't you stop talking and crying about the crisis and move forward? Don't cry to me. Go forward. Hallelujah. Amen? Time to move on in, in faith. 
Yes, we live with our feet in the wilderness. But our faith on the promises. A faith that goes ahead and understands that seasons come and seasons go. It's the kind of faith that when you're sitting in the middle of a storm, you can close your eyes and still be able to see the picture of sunny skies. My God shall supply. Deuteronomy 1 and 6 says, you've dwelt at this mountain long enough. Because I've set before you a land. You've got to go in and possess it. Joshua 13, there remains very much land yet to be possessed. It's all forward. It's all forward. We cannot let, whether it's death, disappointment, loss, we can't look at it as the end. But even as it was for them, it was a new beginning. We can do this. We must do it. You see, God buried his workman, Moses, but he still carried on his work. Think about it. Yeah. To those, you know what I mean, who have spent so much time and energy and effort, the death of Moses, they figured it was a calamity. There's no tomorrow. But God didn't view it that way. No, he didn't. God had a plan. God still carries on his work. He just needs some workmen. Hallelujah. He just needs some Workmen, have you ever thought about that there is evidence in the scriptures about plan B? Plan B is not about a different plan. Plan B is about a different human agency a different human agency Esther as she is being reluctant 
to be a voice. If she's been reluctant to walk in the purpose of God for her life at this particular moment, here's what the Word of God records for us. It says that if you don't do it, I've got somebody else that will. Her uncle said, if you don't do it, God will have someone in the wings. It's not an essence you know, plan B. But it is, in essence, God will always have that human by which to bring his or finish his plan. He will. Hallelujah. There's another case. The case is Saul. I don't know how long Saul could have been king if he would have stayed humble and small in his own eyes. God specifically told him, I'm replacing you. Because when you were small in your own eyes, I could use you. Now I know where some of your minds are running. <laughs> and that's not my objective. My objective is to get us our eyes upon the Lord, the Master, and the Savior. Hallelujah. Because though the workman may die, the work will go on. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Oh, hallelujah, church. Absolutely. Amen. Never let a letdown cause you to stay down. Amen. Praise God because Isaiah 16 1 says, Rise and shine because the light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. He goes on to say the conditions that this light is going to rise in. It says that the darkness shall cover the earth, deep darkness, the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen up on you. Amen. I wish there was more light, but the Bible says there's more darkness. Hallelujah. I like what he told Joshua. Joshua 1 and 5, he says, you know what? You are invincible in God's will. No man shall be able to stand before you aligned with God's will. 
Oh, yes. You see, we don't need to circle the mountain again. They'd spent a year there. God said, you know, it's time to move forward. There are habits, there's behaviors that if we hang on to that God is trying to deliver us from will cause us to forfeit, you know, the future and the promises of God in our lives. Absolutely. Those habitual bad habits 40 years of them. They don't produce life, church. They just cause you to wonder. Anxiety does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It only empties today of its strength. Be anxious for nothing. Be not fretful because of evil doers. Yes. Move. Move. Because God has something he wants to do in your life and my life and through our lives. Each one of us need to find our lane in life and drive hard in that lane. Don't let the past limit you going forward. You see, based on Moses' leadership, they would have turned and fought. the parting of the Red Sea had not crossed their mind. What they did under Moses' leadership was right for that day. But it may not be right for today. old rules and old ways and old stories. I know I can tell them. <laughs> I've walked them. I know about them. I take great comfort in old stories. 
But all of those things, if we're not careful, can make us sleep on the inside. We need to be awake to God's new plan. It's time to move on. And I'm not just talking about the nation. I'm not, there comes a time in our lives when we need to move on. You've stayed at that mountain long enough. God set before us. I consider myself, uh, you can talk to my wife about this, but she's not here. She is over there, but she's not going to come back, so you can ask her. But I consider myself to be a patient man. But what I also, you know, am discovering and being made aware of that patience can turn into stagnation. Yes. We must never accept the temporary as permanent. God calls us forward still to come. You see, today is not just another day. Today exists with you and I, us, in it. This is our day. God is still fulfilling his promises. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. I love history. I really do. But there's always history to be made. A history of hope. A history of future that demands us that we reach forward with great intensity and great purpose. Paul said, I press. I press into tomorrow. There's going to be times that you're gonna to have to trust when you don't understand. Jesus did. He trusted when he didn't understand. Not my will, but thine be done. Thank you, Jesus. Think about that. I'm asking my musicians to come to get ready for our theme song.
there is a quiet tragedy that can happen. And that is that routine or life becomes routine, let's put it that way. So routine that we can't see what God is doing. Now, I don't know all that God is doing. But I do know that there is a stirring. There is significance in your ordinary life. Positioned and placed, and then, of course, a possibility. Esther was positioned and placed, and now she had an opportunity. I read this story. Happened to be a story about a cleaning lady. And she was interviewed how she could stand the monotony of her life, the boredom, doing the same thing over and over every day. She replied and she said, Oh, I don't get bored. One, I use the cleaning materials that God has made. I clean objects that belong to people God made. My hand and that mop. Life is a mom. If you look at it. Thank you, Jesus. There's a difference between fans and followers. followers. You see, Jesus had many fans, but he had few followers. Fans are drawn by what someone has done. Followers are drawn by who that someone is.
In John chapter 6, this plays out. When Jesus began to establish the requirements of discipleship, once the requirements of discipleship was laid out, there was an exit. says they walked with him no more. Going forward, we're going to have to go forward based upon who he is and not just what he does. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus turns to his disciples. What about you? Will you go? Peter answered and said that my allegiance is because of who you are not because of the loaves and fishes. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You alone have the words of eternal life. Where could I go? Because the potential to gain is always greater than the potential to lose. Hallelujah. He says, I'll go before you. I'll be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Move forward. It may be a fight. Oh, hallelujah. But thanks be unto God who gives us the victory. The word of the Lord came Saturday. You're on the other side. God says you're on the other side. See, God loves to go ahead and He counts things that are not as though they were. That is a statement and saying that this is a heads up for you. Heads up. He'll fight for you. I will make their crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. Oh, hallelujah. Stand with me. You got to figure out what that means to you. 
just as I have to figure out what it means to me. Maybe God is saying, just keep mopping. Just keep mopping. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe God is saying, don't keep quiet. Speak up, as he did to Esther. Doug was saying that every one of us has a place and has a purpose. And I want to say here, I want to thank you for your part. I want to thank you for, you know, keeping your post, standing with your post. I don't think my hands have ever been so light as a pastor because of how people are standing in their post and carrying out vision. Fundamental basics to it. Oh, hallelujah. Are we ready? This is our theme song. And God wants to get it in our spirit. He wants to get it in my spirit. I remember I was in Tennessee. Calvary Church down there and I don't like it when God exposes you. Man. I mean, all you had to do is read between the lines when the Lord spoke. He said, I have been faithful to you. How many could read what was going on? You know what I found is that God doesn't do it like I thought. And then when he doesn't do it like I thought, or the way I thought he should, I can kind of go ahead and say, ah, I don't, you haven't been faithful. I didn't argue with him. God has been faithful. If anyone is unfaithful, it's us. But he said, even if you're unfaithful, I will still be faithful. Glory to God. God will get the job done. Until we have that shift on the inside, we won't see the shift on the outside. 
Faith comes first. Substance comes later. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. That's the kind of faith that God has put in you and me. Praise the Lord. Faith for tomorrow. What was it? Six, eight months ago, we, we didn't coin it. We used it. The best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Go with God. Because He is on His way. Amen. You're blessed. Dismissed in Jesus' name.